Hey there, it's Riley Blanks-Reed, and you're listening to Self-Regard. This show elevates the depths of compassionate introspection through topics on mental health, creativity, higher consciousness, and identity. In this first six-part series of solo episodes, I will explore the delicate intersections that define our personas, such as relationships, race, habits, wellness, and solitude. The way I see it, self-regard is neither high nor low. In its purest form, it is living in a neutral state of harmony through the lens of self-respect. Join me as I reflect intimately and get excited because following this first capsule of episodes, I'll uncover fascinating, comprehensive conversations with revolutionary minds. This is an unscripted episode. I had intended on publishing an episode about relationships and how they relate to identity. This is not that episode, but it is still about a relationship and the loss of that relationship. A few days ago, my dog passed away. And it is relevant to this podcast. It's relevant to my entire life, but particularly here because it has made me question who I am. It has challenged my purpose, especially at home. I feel lost. I feel without. He filled a large part of my heart, of myself. I gave him my love and I gave it without wanting anything in return. I loved him so much and all I want is to have him back. I I just want him back, but I can't get him back. And so I, I don't know what to do with that part of me that loved him so much. I don't know where to put it. It's it's just lost. I've thought about how, even though we did a lot for him, the the exchange was not even. He was a dog. And so his love for Jack, my husband, his love for for me, for for our family, it was unconditional. It did not come with conditions. It did not come with limitations. It was unrestricted and pure. And people cannot offer that kind of love. In his eyes, I couldn't do anything wrong. Over the years, my body has changed. Life has gotten hard. I've made mistakes. I've lost people. And no matter my my head state, uh, he did not care. He taught me that I'm unconditionally lovable. And I don't think that's something that we can get from people. I actually don't really think that's something that we can get from ourselves unless we reach a higher consciousness. And I think I'm really still working on that. We tell people that our love for them is unconditional, but we are not without our expectations or our feelings or our abilities to express. Dogs don't have those things. We can speak our thoughts out loud. Dogs cannot. We are very complicated and dogs are not. And so this loss is not one 
I am familiar with. George was always with me. If I was home, he was with me. He followed me into every room. And so the way I move through the house, the things I do are out of touch. My friend told me that uh, she texted me. She lost her dog recently and she said, the only thing that can heal this is time, but time is a bitch. And it was one of the best sentences I read because it, it affirmed the grief and the reality of how to move through the grief, but it also substantiated the reality of time. I'm really aware of time and how it's passing constantly. And so I almost feel bad that I'm, I'm using it to wallow, but I also don't feel like I have a choice. You know, there are certain memories that are just playing on loop. I think that George was my son, my, my baby, my equivalent to a son. I, I don't have children, but I imagine that he is as close as I've gotten. I've learned that there are comorbidities that, that can happen with, with grieving a pet. When you rescue a dog, it's, it's a whole other type of relationship, dynamic way of caregiving. You save them. When you save someone, if you lose them, I think there is this, this worry that you didn't do enough. You didn't, you didn't save them enough. I think about life forces, the elements of life that keep us truly alive, like in our, in our flow state. And, and relationships are one of those elements. And people usually say that they're people. People are one of those elements, but they're not just people. The thing about George is that he was ever present. He was always home. I haven't spent more time outside of my nuclear family with anyone. And so there, there is an attachment that comes with that. There is a need for him in order to feel like myself. And I, I'm, I'm going to have to really figure that out. You know, who, who am I without George? The word that keeps coming up is empty. Like, I feel so empty. I feel like the house is empty. It's strange. Like, I've had this word come up in readings. And I picked up Pema Chodron's book, uh, Comfortable with Uncertainty. And I pulled a card from a deck. And the thematic word was empty. The, the book in Comfortable with Uncertainty said, form is emptiness. Emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form. Form is no other than emptiness. And it said emptiness continually manifests as war and peace, as grief, birth, old age, sickness, and death, as well as joy. We are challenged to stay in touch with the heart-throbbing quality of being alive. That's why we train in the relative practices of limitlessness. They help us to engage fully in the vividness of life with an open, unclouded mind. Things are as bad and as good as they seem. There's no need to add anything extra. And the, the card I pulled, it called for me to recognize that emptiness is not enough to just be a divine container. You, you have to be empty in order to truly contain, to hold space for deep soul listening to self. It actually asked me to empty. 
And I think that that is a form of awareness that if I'm empty, if there is no self-judgment, no guilt, no rumination, then what else can come into my orbit? I don't know. I'm just trying to cope. So this is the, the challenge. The challenge of identity is that so much of what we hold on to to define ourselves and our place in the world is delicate. It's, it's not infinite. I remember lying with him that night and I was just so painfully aware of the fragility of his life. I felt his chest rise and fall and I'm often aware but there is a, a different kind of delicacy in a, in a dog who can't speak, who can't emote. It's like you have to feel those feelings and those forms of language for them. And so this is truly devastating. But I will figure it out. And I thank you for listening to this very vulnerable, unscripted portrayal of how I truly feel in this phase of my life. While this is very difficult, I know that there is a level of healing in this. And if you're listening, you're a part of that experience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your listening ears are the heartbeat of this podcast. If you have a moment, please subscribe, rate, and review. Your feedback is instrumental in the growth and visibility of self-regard. You can meet me on Instagram at Riley Blanks Reed, and you can always drop some thoughts in my inbox at Riley at WokeBeauty.com. I would love to hear from you. As always, remember, you can have a beautiful day, even if it's not that beautiful. Music and audio production by Angelica Ray, graphic design by Daniela Marti, and visuals by Christina Fisher.